Hello, happy new year, happy 2020. It's kind of the perfect year for this episode because 2020 vision, getting clarity, seeing things clearly, it all kind of fits. Anyway, welcome to the Big Happy Life podcast. I'm Natalie, I'm your host, and this is my first episode back since about a month ago, throwing all the cards in the air and going, hey, I don't know what's going on and I need to go back to the drawing board. And here I am back with my 2020 clarity. I've learned something really important since I last recorded a podcast, and I'm going to share that lesson with you in this episode. The way I feel about it right now, I'd say at this point in my life, it may be the most fundamental lesson I have ever learned. So here goes. It's actually a very simple lesson, so I'm not going to draw this episode out. It will be short and sweet. And here it is. Come back to now. This isn't a new lesson for me, and it may not be a new lesson for you, but that phrase, come back to now, is what's helping me. So the lesson is, we keep looking behind us and in front of us. What are we doing today and how does that affect tomorrow? What's our goal? What are we striving for? Where's the money going to come from? Who are our kids going to become? What weight are we going to be? How fit are we going to be? Is this choice helping who I'm supposed to become and what my life is going to be? That was what the whole Intentional Living series was about. And although I understand the concept of being in the moment and being mindful and doing all the things that allow us to appreciate and have gratitude for our lives. I know those things in theory, but I lose sight of them every single day. I get stressed about the tiniest things when it comes to my kids because I worry about how our relationships will unfold. Will we ever become really truly connected? And as teenagers, will they just want to go off and meet their birth parents and think, screw you lady, you're not my mom. I get myself all tied up in knots about all kinds of things related to my life. And the last podcast I recorded is a really good example of that. I had this amazing opportunity to take on some work, to solve some financial issues, and I turned it into, this is an intentional living. Oh my God. But the good news is that led me somewhere really productive because over the last month, I retraced some of my steps, some of the things that got me started on this journey in the first place. And in doing that, Three things came together in my learning, and by seeing these three things together, it created that bridge between knowledge and action. As you know, this podcast is all about that bridge, because most of us know these things on a theoretical level, but we don't practice them. And this ability to be in now and focus on now and not lose sight of now has been something I've struggled with my whole life because I'm forever chasing another goal. And despite the fact that people would describe me as motivated and driven and positive and all of those great things, it stops me being in the now. And a lot of times the stress I experience is because of something perceived in the future, not related to what's happening right now. And if you listen to the last podcast I recorded, you'll hear evidence of that. So after recording that episode, I felt quite low, kind of lost my mojo a bit. And because of that, I switched tack with the books I was reading, and I ended up reading a book that I had previously dismissed as a bit woo-woo. I read something called Playing the Matrix by Mike Dooley. Now, Mike Dooley features in The Secret, so if you're familiar with that, again, it's kind of the universe has your back, just visualize it and it'll be yours, that kind of stuff. 
the kind of stuff I have always been quite dismissive of. But for whatever reason, my mind appears to be opening up to these sorts of things, and I've been curious about them. So I returned to this book, having previously given up on chapter one. And in it, he talks about the cursed hows. The fact that we get so obsessed about how we're going to achieve a particular goal that we start to freak out if that how doesn't manifest because we think in some way it leads us off course from that goal. But then he talked about goals and how things manifest in particular ways and he likened it to GPS. So you put in the coordinates of your destination and the GPS creates a route, which you could follow, but if during that route something changes and you have to go a different way, the system recalibrates. Yes, you potentially take a longer or slower route, but you ultimately arrive at the destination. And the other thing he talked about during that was that if you are going somewhere you've never been before, you pretty much put your trust in the GPS and you don't have evidence that you are going to arrive at your destination until you arrive at your destination. So every time it recalibrates or every time something goes wrong or every time you take a turn, even if nothing goes wrong, you still have absolutely no evidence to support the fact that you will arrive at your destination, apart from the fact that GPS generally does a good job. So all you really have to do is take each turn as it comes. And if the system recalibrates, take each turn as it comes. If you spent the whole journey worrying about whether or not this thing was going to work out, you'd be stressed and frazzled the entire time. But if you just chill out and trust the system, you can listen to music and sing, you can listen to an audio book, you can chat to people in the car, you can enjoy the scenery, and that's coming back to now. Which brings me to the other two things that came together with that idea to form a bridge in my mind between theory and action. So I had that idea in my head and I was thinking, hmm, maybe I just need to go with the flow a little bit because I have these intentions for my life, but there's no reason I can't achieve the kind of life I imagined for myself whilst doing my corporate work. Yes, it would require some flexibility on my part. Yes, it would require a bit of a shift in mindset. And I'd have to develop some skills to help me go from that corporate-driven mindset to the kind of parent I want to be. But if I focus on developing that mindset and the skills it takes to maintain that mindset, there's no reason I can't create the exact same life I imagined without necessarily doing it the exact way I thought I had to. So that seed was planted and then came these two stories. The first one, I can't remember where it was. It might even have been in Mike Dooley's book. It was about an athlete who was stressing out over his ability to beat his personal best and to break records and to achieve the athletic goals he had for himself. And it seemed that no matter what he did, no matter how hard he worked, no matter how hard he trained, different techniques he tried, he did all kinds of things, but he couldn't seem to break the pattern. But when he started working with this new coach, the coach actually noticed that this guy's desire to focus on the goals and the metrics was actually distracting to him when what he should have been doing was just running. If he was running by himself in training, he was checking his watch all the time. If he was running in competition, he was looking around him all the time and he wasn't focusing on himself, the moment, now. And all the coach did was took a little piece of paper and stuck it over the guy's watch in training. And on it, he wrote the word now. And what they spoke about was with every second that passed, all that athlete had was what he was doing in that moment. 
It didn't matter whether that moment was going to lead to a record break. If he allowed himself to be distracted in the moment, he wouldn't break the record because he wouldn't do what was required in the moment to beat the record. So just come back to now. That was the message. Because the minute you start panicking about tomorrow or the next day or the end of the race or whether this thing is going to pan out, you're no longer focusing on what you've got to do to make it so. I loved that idea. And for the few days after I heard that story, I set little alarms on my phone. So every couple of hours, it would just pop up and all it said was the word now. And it was a nice way just for me to recalibrate in the day. Am I focused on now? Am I actually doing the things I need to do to enjoy right now, to focus on right now, to live the life I intend for myself right now, rather than putting it off to tomorrow or doing what I think will somehow manifest something else tomorrow. And then came the final story, which came from a book called The Thriving Child by Dr. William Stixrud and Ned Johnson. If you have children, this is an amazing book to help you think about how to help them develop their decision-making capacity, their autonomy, problem-solving skills. It's really, really fantastic. I've included links to all the books I've mentioned in the show notes page and also in the little blurb that goes with the podcast. So if you are interested in reading any of those, just click the links. In the book, they were talking about how, as parents, we very often stress ourselves out about what's happening right now with our kids because we're predicting what that means for them in the future. And the basic message was, just chill out. Things will go as they go, and there are thousands upon thousands of opportunities to recalibrate along the way. The parable was about a farmer who was really poor and had only one horse to till the land. I think that's the right word. And his neighbor says to him, it's such a shame you only have one horse because you'll never be able to earn more from your farm with just one horse. And the farmer says, maybe yes, maybe no. Life is long. So one day the horse runs away and now the farmer has no horse and still has to till the land. And the neighbor says, oh, this is terrible. Now you have no horse. Now there's nothing you can do. And the farmer says, maybe yes, maybe no. Over the next few months, he and his son have to work the land. The horse is gone. But then one day the horse returns and brings with it two wild horses. And the neighbor says, how fortunate. Now you have three horses. Now you can expand your business. You can earn more money. You'll be rich. And the farmer says, maybe yes, maybe no. Time will tell. So he and his son try to break in the wild horses. And in doing so, his son is thrown from one of the horses and badly injured. And he can no longer work the land. As you can imagine, the neighbors all doom and gloom. Oh, this is terrible. Now you don't have your son. You have to do everything by yourself. There's no way you can do this on your own. What a disaster. And the farmer says, maybe yes, maybe no. The following year, when war breaks out and every able-bodied male is sent to fight, his son's injury means that he can't go. By this point, he's well enough to work the land, but he isn't well enough to fight. So now, while other farmer's sons go off to fight in the war, this man and his son continue to work their land. My husband got bored when I told him the story. For him, it was a bit long. But for me, it was so resonant because it helped me see how much pressure I put on each of these individual moments and how much meaning I associate with what that means for the future and where life is going. When in actual fact, if I look back over my life, it's no different than that story. At one stage, I was homeless and spent my last pound on a lottery ticket and I didn't win. And here I sit recording this episode in a house I own where I live with a family I love and who loves me. I work for myself doing a job I adore and yet my focus is on the next thing. My children as teenagers rather than my children as they are now. 
my career as it could be rather than it is now, my finances when they're abundant, rather than focusing on the fact that we don't need anything. We have everything we need. So that's my lesson. Come back to now. When we worry less about the results we're achieving and rather just think about how to use today, right now, this second, to the best of our ability, we stand a much better chance of living the life we really want because we're living it now, not promising ourselves something else better in the future. I used a phone alarm every couple of hours to remind me of that lesson while it embedded. I've also put it on the front of my journal, just the word now, so that I remember. And every day I write it at the top of my diary page so that every time I look at the list of things I want to do today, I see that word now. And I remind myself that it's today. This is it. I'm living it. You're living it. And we might as well make it count. If we stop worrying about where it leads and just make the decisions in the moment that will serve us well, we will do fine. And with that, I leave you. It wasn't quite as brief as I intended, but I hope you enjoyed listening. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're using. I don't know how regular the episodes are going to be because I have gone back into corporate work for a little while. I love it. I'm enjoying it, but it does take up a lot of my time and there may not be as much time as I thought for podcasts. So if you subscribe, you'll be here when the next one comes out. And I look forward to coming back and talking to you when I have something useful to say. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.